Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. Sally is out of town still. Uh, her sister is also not in the building today. Instead, we have Kyle Banduho. Kyle, what is up, sir? Dylan, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm excited. Are you? To answer some questions. I just did your podcast. Now you're doing mine. Right back to back. People helping Same people. Studio. Speaking of your podcast, tell the people about it. I do a sports movie podcast called Trouble with the Script. As of now, it's called Trouble with the Script. We might have a name change in the next week, but uh, it drops on this same day. If you're listening to the mail-in on Thursday, an episode that Dylan and I just did about the 1994 basketball movie Blue Chips just Excellent dropped. Excellent movie. It's a great movie. Uh, we we cover the the authenticity and realism of sports movies, and we did that with Blue Chips. Great flick. And it was a good episode. It was. I say so myself. It went great. Uh, we have producer Dave in the building as well. What's yeah, you Dave? do. Hey, man. How we doing? Dude, you got to get in on trouble with the script now before they change the name, so you can be like, "Dude, I was with them from the beginning." <laughs> you got to be, be a ground floor person. You could, uh, you could go listen to episode eleven with Dave and Will DeFreeze on Miracle. Hell yeah! Wow, great hockey movie. Fun yeah. stuff. I'm ready to answer some questions. I'm excited man. for this Blue Chips one, though. By the way, because that's 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 a movie that Dude. I saw in 1994 whenever it dropped, and I was a kid. I loved Penny. I yeah. loved Shaq. I watched it as a kid. Really liked the movie. And I just did a rewatch, obviously, for the for his episode. And man, it holds up. It's still really, really good. Kyle, it's really authentic. You informed me of the Rotten Tomatoes score before we did this, and I was upset. 37%. It's trash. That is lower than the movie Trouble with the Curve, which is the worst sports movie of all time. That is truly a bad movie. It's an awful movie. I think we walked out of that in high school. True story. Terrible, I think, terrible. I don't think I ever saw that one. It, you, you don't I'm not want missing to. anything? No, no. You, you really don't want to. But uh, Blue Chips, everyone go see it. Um before we get into questions today, the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. If you prefer to write in, you can do so at the link in the Twitter bio. That's at Mailin Podcast. You can also just email me. I'm going to find it if you email me too. We have, let's see, we have seven questions today. Plus, I believe Sally was kind enough to give us a call-in bonus question. So we have that too. Wow. This is going to be a fun one. Awesome. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. It. What's up, Dylan and Sally slash guest? This is Scott from New York City. Just want to say first, Dylan, real quick, you are my favorite player in the Watch Media Trio. They saved the best intro for last. Okay, my question is, y'all are always all over Twitter, getting some great content from it, and seemingly up on the latest shit going on in the world. As the person who just started looking for more content relevant to everyone, who do I follow? What features of Twitter do I use or avoid, et cetera, et cetera? I already follow all the stuff that I'm personally into, like accounts specific to politics and golf. I'm talking about who to follow and how to get in on that quote-unquote national meme slash content arena. The kind of shit where you would have come across like Game of Thrones content or the latest comedy special that's huge, things like that. All right. Love y'all. See ya. Good question. Um, first of all, let me go to bat for Twitter. It is in my opinion, by far the best social media platform there is. Twitter is a disease, but it's a beautiful disease. Yes. It's where it's where jokes happen. Yeah, any funny joke you see on Instagram, it's they got it from Twitter. At least once a day, I see something on Twitter that makes me like crack a rib from laughing. <laughs> yes. Um, so the, this guy, we, he needs help. He wants yeah. us to help him find the the entertaining parts of Twitter. Um, I know Dave's a big Twitter moments guy, right, Dave? Yeah. You know that's where I get all my information. Like most of my news comes from either Snapchat stories. <laughs> um or twitter moments yeah um okay i think we're gonna name some some accounts for this guy to follow i got a good one that's to probably topical okay 
uh, Steven Crowder, since this guy's into politics, oh. at S. Crowder, man. <laughs> if you want to go, dude, he's in Austin right now protesting at Google. True story. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Steven Crowder stinks. Um, I like the one that you've got on here, Dylan. Okay. I've always said if I could only follow one account, it would be this one. Um, this Following this account is so much fun because she, her name is Sue, she is the best retweeter in the game. Uh, and she, you need that if you're if you're has, trying to get all the content. She has some funny things to say herself too, but she doesn't really tweet much in her own words. She is a very active retweeter though, and from what I have seen, she is the best at what she does. Uh, the account is at Sue Chains with two Z's, so that's S U E and then Chain with two Z's at the end. Sue Chains, um, aka Little Susie Vert. <laughs> she I don't know how she finds this stuff, but she is the best at it. Uh, a lot of it come from a lot of it comes from Black Twitter, which, in, in my opinion, is is the best part of Twitter. That's what I was gonna say. Is you've got to find a way to get dialed into Black Twitter. If you want to get dialed into Black Twitter, you follow Sue Chains. She's just I don't even know how she does it, but she finds the best, and she throws them on my TL, and I will never unfollow her because of it. So that that's one for me. You got one? My I had two, and they're not as much meme accounts. It's just general people that I think are very funny. And always get in on funny threads and like tweet stuff. So you, it's it's Spencer Hall, uh, EDSBS. Uh, he, he's an SB Nation writer. I think he's the funniest person on Twitter. And then Bunky Perkins. Uh, if you're into sports and you're into funny stuff about sports, I think he he so he's a old Miss guy. Uh, Bunky Perkins is a good follow too. Both of those are new to me. Bunky Perkins is good. I finally he was somebody who I kept seeing on my timeline from other people mm-hmm. and i finally was like why am i not just following this dude so he is good i can vouch for him a lot of conversation with the guys over at callaway and the guys at no laying up i believe for sure and that's a good one i don't know what this guy said but if he's into golf um gotta follow no laying up and once you get into them if you like them you'll want to get into some of their personalities um if you want the fuego follow tron one of their yeah. guys he's he's great he's a good follow um there's here's a good one and uh, there's a good chance you'll be angry at this account at some point if you're into sports, but um, at Dragonfly Jones, J O N E Z. <laughs> this dude's awesome. He's a volume tweeter. If there's a game on, especially the finals, he's he's going in. And uh, I think he's a big Redskins fan, or should I say, the team from Washington. So like as a as a Cowboy fan, like I think I've muted or unfollowed this guy like twice because yeah, he said something about the boys thing. that like pissed me off. But in the end, he's like a, a great follow. Uh, I'll throw I'll throw one out there. A good combo of comedy and sports. Uh, Barstool Big Cat. Yeah. Oh yeah. That guy's great. He's yeah. just pure entertainment. And go ahead and PMT their uh, the podcast that he does. Uh, that's a funny account too. Trill Ballins has his moments. Did he retire? Trill's I don't. Yeah, he Trill's, had his moment. He's Trill a good, disappeared. Yeah. He he disappeared, but he was great. Why did he go away? Do we know. Flew too close. To the we don't sun. know, I'm man. Not sure, yeah, that don't happen. I think he still he still does their podcast, Lights Camera Podcast. I think that's what it's called. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, dude, just say, how about Shido? <laughs> Shido's <laughs> a good one. Shido's a good one. Call me Shido. At call me Shido. That's TTO. He's uh, just all of these men, you're going to have to just, like Shido especially, you're going to have to just give it, give it a loading phase. Like really let it set in. Don't just go look at like his last five and expect to understand it. If you want a, uh, someone who's become kind of a, uh, themselves a meme, 
I don't know if you've heard of uh, Urban Magic Johnson. Oh, no. Former, oh, uh, yeah. former NBA, he, NBA Hall of Famer. He gets right to the point. <laughs> he's really good at making just generic commentary. Just what he's seeing on his TV. He's hey, Rudy, isn't Rudy Giuliani team. kind of uh, in the same vein? Like, we're just yeah. all, a real mess of a Twitter account. Uh, er, Magic last night. Tonight, two superstars beat one. Steph with a three-pointer to tie the game and Clay with a three to put the game away. Comma. We're too much for Kawhi. Just, just really, just really yeah, high-level commentary there. <laughs> no, that's a good point, That's though. what you'd expect from one of the best <laughs> players point, of though. all time. A top two-point guard of all time. You got any other ones before we move on? How do, how do you follow, like, do you guys ever follow hashtags? or keep? How do you keep up with, like, events that are happening? Just hope, I just trust just someone puts it on the TV. I just yeah. trust that the people I'm following are gonna yeah. put that content yeah. out there. I rarely will ever like search for a hat. The only time like when Fire Festival was going on, I was like, it was probably yeah. one of the best 48 hours of Twitter. And that ever. was the most fun Twitter I've ever had speaking. being a, in the content game. Yeah, that was incredible. Uh, I do have one more. If again, if you're into golf, follow Club Pro Guy at Club yeah. Pro Guy. It's it's a funny bit. And it's I, I I wasn't in on it until like last year, and I hit up our friend Chad, and I was like, "Dude, am I? I'm gonna like this hard." I like what he's like. Just give it some time, and it's it's good. It's hard to explain, but it's just it's it's pretty niche golf, but it's good. You know, club, club yeah, program. oh yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Also, oh, if if you can pretend that he's not the president at real Donald Trump is actually a really funny Twitter account, dude. Yeah. <laughs> We have nothing better than waking up and seeing that he's been popping off. If you Politics can pretend aside, that he's, yeah, if you can pretend that he's not the president, great Twitter account. Politics aside, the guy is great for content. Washed yeah. up psycho. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm following Club Pro Guy right now. I'm oh yeah, you got to get on a Club Pro Guy. Read his bio. His bio makes me laugh. All right, I'll read it right now. Mexican mini tour legend, former Lynx ambassador, Swing U master, faculty member, head golf pro, Sagittarius, founder of the Seven Four Seven Swing Thought System. There's a lot going on. It's there. all, it's all, yeah, it's all uh, comedy. Last, if you want to follow Link's ambassador, if you want to follow a guy who's gonna like some weird shit, uh, shout out former PGP writer Nick Arcadia at oh, Noam Po N O A M P A O. He likes the weirdest shit ever. So I Can saw I that. He's also a good follow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's oh, a good yeah. follow as well. He's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good follow, but his likes are incredible. So there you go. Shout out to him. That's a good question there. I enjoyed that one. Let's do our first email. Mail-in squad. Looking for some advice. I plan on proposing to my girlfriend within the next few months. I'm absolutely going to ask her father first, but also plan to ask her mother. While none of my married friends have done this, I know her mom would really appreciate the gesture, and it doesn't hurt to gain some extra brownie points with the future mother-in-law. My question is, what's the best approach? Do I go the more traditional approach and talk to her father man-to-man first, then talk to the mom afterwards, or take them out to dinner and ask both together? Also, is buying the ring first presumptuous, or do I show my serious commitment for wanting to marry their daughter? I'm not worried about either saying no, but can't help overthinking the situation. Would love your opinion on the best way to approach both parents without seeming disrespectful towards one side. Uh, so the three of us have either, the three of us have proposed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys do it? Did you did you ask mom and dad? Man, you know just, what? Just dad? Did I think you I just, do it at all? I think I just asked dad. I definitely asked dad. And I don't think I asked them, I heard my mother-in-law as formally. And now I kind of feel like a dick. 
Really? Like I feel, I, yeah. Now I feel like uh, like I'm part of the patriarchy or some shit, which I probably am. Sorry about that. <laughs> so we're in a weird situation where her parents live out of like where her parents live out of town. So whenever we were around them, like whenever we would go up to visit, there was no. I could never get either of them privately, and it wasn't like I think Will has told the story about how he, how he he took his uh took his took Sally's dad out to dinner or something like that, or it was something like like I couldn't do anything discreet like that. Right, if right. I was in Fort Worth, I was gonna be hanging out with her family. We were all gonna be together, so I was just worried about being able to privately ask either of them without it being like over the phone or something really, you know, just not not very personal. I managed to squeeze like three minutes of privacy over Christmas with her dad and was able to have like a very short, I, I want to marry your daughter conversation yeah. and got his blessing and stuff. I would have, I would have liked to, ideally I would have liked to have done the same thing with her mom, but her mom knew what was going on anyway. And I was in communication with like her sister about rings and stuff already. So there was already that, uh, she kind of knew. I wish I could have done. I if yeah. you if you can make that happen, I would make that happen. I think it's a it's yeah. a good show of respect. But the most important thing is you you take her by surprise. Take so don't don't risk blowing the surprise. Uh, before I propose, I when I asked her dad, I, I so her parents were split up. So I asked her dad, her stepmom, and her two grandparents who she like they helped raise her. Mm-hmm. She's extremely close to them. There was. They've, they've passed on now. But I took them all out to dinner, the four of them, and I was a nervous wreck. I had probably two two bites of my meal. They knew exactly what, why I was there. Because mm-hmm. I was I drove up to Arlington, Texas without her. They knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I asked the four of them, and her mom and stepdad lived in Florida at the time, so I, just, I called them Okay. before. So I, I covered all bases. Yeah, there was no way. Yeah. There was no getting around. There was no yeah. way you are going to get them. Yeah, I wasn't going to fly out to Florida just to have a, you know. Yeah. Florida's a dangerous spot. With them. So that's how I did it. Um, I think it's great to include the mom. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's 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 very traditional to just ask the dad, but I don't know why you should only ask the dad when it's you should get you know both parents' blessing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I think like the idea like is that only asking the dad. It's like oh what like so the dad like runs her life. It's, it's like her, right. his property to give away. Yeah, I, I get how it's like a kind of an outdated thing, but I remember doing it. I, you know, her parents are pretty traditional, um, but it went well. It went well, obviously. I was I had shake voice when I did it, so oh, yeah. Man. Oh, I was I was, I was a wreck. Yeah, like I said, I had, I had two bites of food. I think it was not. Where'd good. y'all eat? I know Arlington pretty well. Um, it's a catfish place. It was her grandfather's favorite favorite restaurant. They said it's like fried catfish. It was called Hell yeah. It had something like Sam's or something like that. I don't remember. Oh, I I think I oh. Sam's, uh, Sam's boat? No, not Sam's boat. Damn. Damn. Arlington, man. Arlington. <laughs> the strip center capital of the world. Did you hit up, like, uh, Hurricane Harbor afterward? Or? Yeah. Sure did. Tight. Dude. It was tight. I knew it. You know what else is tight? Rowback. Oh, yeah. You got a tight rowback on today. I have a long sleeve polo on. You haven't seen this yet, have you? That shirt looks incredible. I saw you Thank this you. morning. It is so comfortable. Yeah. It's form-fitting. It, it is. It's good. You got you got a new shirt today. You're not wearing it right now. I don't know why you aren't. Probably because you got it today. I got it today. I like but to it, wash. It's first. a hound. It's a navy blue houndstooth shirt. It looks very sharp. They it's got dope. polos, quarter zips, hats, performance tees. I actually wore one to the gym earlier. You went to the gym without me. I snuck in a little workout. Yeah. All right. It's cardio day. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can use promo code CB CB twenty. 
Again, that's CB20 for 20% off at Roback.com, R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. You always see us wearing this stuff. The reason we wear it is because it's comfortable and it looks good. The collar's looking good. It stays in the right place. And it's that performance tech material, even on the polos. Yeah, you're performing right now. Great for sweat season. Great for sweat season, which it is right now. Sure it's is. something you can golf in and go out to like the bar in, which I think is a very versatile versatile piece of clothing. You need that. There it is. You need that. Otherwise, you're spending way too much money on just pure bar clothes. It's just it's silly. You can do both with this stuff. Yeah, I wrote an article on uh, on PGP one time. Do you remember that website? Mm-hmm. Uh, about how how versatile the golf polo is. How it's you know the the biggest deal closing shirt and it really that is makes a good one. It's not talked about enough. Let's do a voicemail. Let's do a voicemail. Hey, what's up, Dylan and Co. So you always hear about people asking about how much they should spend on a ring. Now, what are your thoughts on inherited rings? Like, I know my dad's got my grandma's ring sitting around somewhere. I think the fact that it's like an heirloom makes up for what it might lack in size or it looks. Like, I haven't really looked at it, but, you know, everyone's always asking how much they spend. But I think, like, giving an heirloom kind of ring makes up for anything it might lack. All right, love the pot. Um, Okay, be careful here. Yeah. Um, heirloom rings are awesome. Passed down through the family, your grandmother wore it, like, that's cool shit. I get it. But your fiancé doesn't really care. Yeah. She doesn't care that it belonged to your grandmother, um, and, she, you know, it's been passed down through the family. It's not her grandma. It's not her grandma. It, it's, it's her engagement ring. And, yes, it, it may carry a little sentimental value um, in that aspect, but it's going to be mainly for you, not for her. Um, she's going to want something that looks good. So, in my opinion, a good alternative, if you are passed down a ring, um, maybe use the stone on for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's if it's a, an ugly ring or something. Because I, I know some of the, the old school rings, styles change over time, right? Yeah. So just be careful. Yes, it's cool, and you, sh- you should do it if it makes sense, but it's much... It's much more important for her happiness that she gets something that she wants. Yeah, if you're doing this to save money and not because it means more to you, then then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yes. To, to quote our favorite Monday Night Dating show. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Dylan that you could turn it into something, make it something better. They can always do, you know, use the stone or change the band or, you know, whatever. I did the whole ring thing. But yeah, make... You want to come out of this with her being proud of what she's wearing and being happy with it because that is a mistake you can never live down. If you yeah. if you fuck the proposal up, if you fuck the ring up, and she's unhappy and she has to take all the pictures with something that she's not happy with, you're going to know about it. You're going to be paying that debt off for a long time. Yeah, and if you totally break the ring, um, it's it's not an easy fix mm-hmm. because it's, you know, it's... It's a diamond ring. It's not like you can just go swap it out for something else. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough on you. I don't know, Dave. You have any anything to say about this? No, I think y'all knocked it out of the park. Honestly, like yeah. that's go with go with the the passed down family heirloom if it makes sense. Yeah, but if it's outdated or it's it's tiny and you can dress them up. If you think she's gonna love it. You just gotta have something you think she's gonna love. Yeah, and I wouldn't go. You know, you don't uh, don't go in there without your A game. So make sure it's something she's gonna love. And if if you can get her to factor in how sentimental it is, if it's your your grandma's Holocaust ring, uh, 
you know, just, just make sure she's going to love it. <laughs> Let's do the next one, Dave. Oh, man. Hold on. Let me prepare myself for this one. SOS. Hey, Dylan, guest, and Dave. My brother is getting married next month, and I am a bridesmaid in the wedding. Over the weekend, my future sis-in-law texted us that we each need to pick a, quote, contemporary trap rap song, end quote, for our entrance to the wedding. My musical tastes are mostly rock-based, so I don't even know where to start with picking a song. Since you're the expert on all things Thug Plug, I need your help. Thank you. Love you. Bye. First of all, what is contemporary trap rap? I have no idea. Modern yeah. trap rap. Of the Lucky la- for the her, I'm the, the last... whitest guy on the planet. I have no idea. <laughs> um, this is interesting. What what's What is trap rap compared to just regular hip-hop? Trap music, trap beats. Like uh, is Cardi trap? Rap? Cardi's tra- trap beats. Yeah, okay, yeah, because that was my first. What does that thing. mean? I was like, just come out to Cardi. What does it sound like? So, okay, so like Ti is probably the godfather of trap rap. So, Ti started, you know, rapping about that stuff. But now you got like trap music, trap beats. It's it's the shit you hear like uh, on a video that gets posted on Daquan. It's that kind of stuff. It's like, uh, damn son, where'd you Quavo? Find this one? Uh, who are the dudes? The dudes out of Florida. We were oh. probably the wrong guys to ask. Um, so, so wait, so no, she'd uh, be able to? Would Ti count for this? Because if it's Ti, then Thug, pick something. Lil Uzi, uh, Twenty One Savage, all that kind of stuff. Okay, like a lot of it's kind of like mumble rap, but not all of it. It's this is a weird. You're request. thinking of the Migos, I think. Migos, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's trap music. Is it the Migos or Migos? I, I just say Migos. Migos. Okay. Maybe we aren't the guys. To, <laughs> well, no, I mean, this. like, it's just, it's a little bit weird. Uh, my guess for her is like, so the the song that is going to get picked, if it's not already, is uh, Old Town Road. That's like a trap that beat, count? right? Yeah, I think okay. it's, I think that's a trap beat. Yeah, someone's already using that one. So that that that's so don't, probably don't that might that be reserved one. for the bride, honestly. Uh, maybe go anything from like the Travis Scott Drake stuff. Tra- Twenty One Savage has, has some good ones that could be. Yeah, that could but be, all this yeah, stuff's for a pretty like. This stuff's pretty explicit. Pretty, pretty gangster. Yeah, I mean, like, find the right time in the song, like, to you cut can, the clip you can from. Find the radio version. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Gucci yeah, Mane. Do the radio edit. Just go Gucci. Okay, go, oh, Gucci. go Gucci. You go mentioned Ti though. She could throw it back to like twenty fours. Is like fifteen years old now. Like that'd I'm be fine a, with that. That'd be a sick throwback. That's a great. That's a that great song tune. Goes. You got to remember that, Dylan. Wait, which one? Twenty fours. Twenty. I'm not. I can't do it, but. By who? Money rolls, cars and clothes. Oh yeah, yeah. That song goes. Yeah. Stop me. Ti <laughs> had some some bangers. Ti was heat. Yeah, I really want to see footage from this wedding entrance. Like, I, I want to see how this goes because it, it could be a total flop, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, it just um, go Travis Scott, Gucci Mane, Twenty One Savage. Look those up. You go on Spotify and you go to like a Twenty One Savage radio or playlist. You'll find similar artists. Just find something you like. I don't know. I don't think this is a trap song and definitely not contemporary. But I think Thuggish Ruggish Bone by Bone Thugs and Harmony would oh. be a great intro song. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean that would be a good one. What about what about some some old school Snoop? How about that's not trap though. I know that's just West Coast. She wants trap, dude. This was this is a very specific. I, I can tell, like almost shockingly specific uh, request. Contemporary by the trap rap. Okay, how about this? Go Young Jeezy. Okay. Young Jeezy's like Atlanta-based rapper, pioneer of trap music as well. 
anything from him. He's got hits, so where people will know it. Go find you a Young Jeezy song you'll want. If you're legitimately still worried about it, just text your future sister-in-law and be like, give me one. Like, this is your wedding. What do you What do you want to see? Jeezy even has a song called Trap or Die. So I think that fits. Probably if you come out to Trap or Die, you're a legend. Or go Thug, Made, Thug Motivation 101. That's a really good one, too. Everybody knows that one. By Young Once, Jeezy? When they hear it, they'll know it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All the grandparents at the wedding will love that. I need to go back and listen to some of these. You'll know. You'll know them. You'll be like, oh, that's trap. It's weird because it's like yeah, I hear very shit specific I know, but kind I don't, of hip hop, right? The, name, the names of stuff. No, that's fair. It's I'm I'm. It's really <laughs> this is a really funny request. Contemporary trap rap for a wedding entrance. Dave, you were fire in this question. Thank you. Yeah, I'm here. I dude. You, every now and then I come out of the gates and I'm just I put it out there. No, I, I this would not fly with me because I came out to uh, Born to Run Springsteen. So I don't even remember what I did. Yeah. We didn't. Do, we saved the trap for the dance party afterward. Yeah, we haven't gotten that far in planning yet. I'm interested to see what this dance floor looks like. Just be people daggering and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got an, another email here. Remember daggering? Yeah, I remember. We had a lot of fun with that. It's revolting. Why is <laughs> it so aggressive? aggressive? I don't know, man. It's dangerous. Hey, team, LTFT. I've got an Uber etiquette quandary for you. Some friends and I recently got an Uber with a three-time surcharge. Because splitting on the Uber app can often be more trouble than it's worth, I just paid and said, I'll send out a Venmo request later. When we got to our destination, two of the guys asked the Uber driver to extend the ride to their place after we were dropped off. When I sent out the Venmo request later, they complained that I charged them for the extra ride and didn't split it with the group. Am I being a bad friend for not paying the cost of the extra ride? Again, it was a three-time surcharge. Let me know your thoughts. This is a tough one. I've always wondered the best way to split an Uber ride when there are multiple legs of a trip. Like, I just assume anytime I do this, I'm going to lose some money on it. Like, yeah. I, And it's going to be like eight or ten bucks or something. Okay, but if you're sharing an Uber with two other friends, you live a mile from where, from where you're leaving from. This is me and Klein. Yes. Um, this is perfect... I've, I've been in a situation with you guys before yeah. because we're on the same way home, but I'm closer in to downtown. So I'll get dropped off first. You guys will continue on. How do you break? How do you break it out? I need a little more clarity with this guy though, because he said when we got to our destination, it sounds like these guys picked an Uber for a certain place. Like say, like we were th- we were three going out to a bar. And then we got there, and Dave and I were like, "Hey, Dylan, actually, you know, we're calling it a night. You have fun at you have fun at the bar. We're gonna go home." Like, did, did this guy not realize he was signing up for them to t- to take this all the way home? It seems like he was aware going in. Okay, are you supposed to split the first leg evenly? Let's say it's just me and you to turn it right, Dave. Um, the first leg to my place, do we split that evenly, and the rest of it you're responsible for because it's going to your place? Because I would feel somewhat. Financially responsible for the other part of that trip. I don't know why. If it's the, if he knew going in and that's the deal, like I think that's that's the price you pay for getting in an Uber with three guys. Yeah. Or is it is or is it similar to going on a group to a group dinner where you just gotta, you just split it evenly and just be like, even though like oh he got an extra drink than I did, you you know you just split it all evenly. I think within reason, as long as the other person isn't taking it across town, which why would you be taking it together if the right. person is? Um, I think if it's like a situation where you're getting dropped off and then I'm going to go, I live like in Buda, like five miles south, and we just took it because it's on the way. Yeah. 
Then we work it out afterwards. Like, yeah, dude, I'll pay. I need to pay a little yeah, bit like more. Yeah, like the right parallel here. to that, the dinner comparison is like someone gets a steak, other person gets a side salad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think otherwise, like... And you shouldn't be splitting. You probably should just... You're going to eat a few bucks here or there. Right. And most of the time, the problem is like when you're taking an Uber, you've been drinking. There's a reason you're taking an Uber, right? And with me, I'm like, I don't really care. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. lose a little bit of money. Or maybe sometimes I'll be on the other side of it. Just Yeah, it's also, it if it's a three-time surcharge, it's probably hard to get an Uber at that point. That's just the price you're paying for getting an Uber. Like, it's, it, you know, you might, if you were just trying to flag one down on your own, you might not be able to get one if all three you're going for it. So that's kind of the price you pay, unless they sprung the trip on you after, I think. Like, if you if you guys were planning on getting to a destination... And they said, hey, we're going home. We're going to our house. It's 20 minutes away. And they didn't let you know. Then maybe like, hey, guys, I didn't, you know, we were going to this bar. But other than that, like, yeah, it's the price you pay. You threw the card in the middle. Okay, yeah, I think I agree with what Dave said. If, if, if the distance the distance between stops is reasonable, like within, you know, a certain, I don't know, three miles or something, just eat, just, just split it evenly. It's not a big deal. Not worth the fight. Yeah, but if you're driving an extra 30 minutes somewhere, then it might make sense to bring Or hopefully, out. you know, you go out these guys often and, and they get it next time. Yeah. Just kind of one of those deals. It's where it's like, I'll get the first round, you get the second round, one of those things. Yeah. Because otherwise, man, you don't want to... I've, I've been lucky. I don't really have a group of friends where, you know, even in our, in our 20s where it was like, you're like doing a money item or a, a line item of each receipt, trying to break it down where it's just kind of like everybody's got a good faith... Uh, situation working and they know like okay well he'll pay me back or he'll buy me a beer at the next bar i know we've talked about it a bunch but when people start itemizing it's such a receipt it's a tough look get, just put a bullet in me i'm done dude yeah i i get so i i just bail i immediately disconnect from the group i'm like all right this is i'm fucking <laughs> this, this night's over yeah when your night's over though and you need something delivered to you no matter what time doesn't have to be the night could be the morning who knows how hard you party people party hard kyle Hit up Postmates. You know Postmates? I do. I love Postmates. I do too. It's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year around, anything you're craving. They can deliver it. It's the largest on-demand network in the U.S. They offer free delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, traditional retailers, man, anything. 24 hours, 365. Check out Postmates. You already know that, though. Download the app, iOS or Android, for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses. Track your delivery in real time. Nothing gets me going quite like tracking a delivery. When I'm hungry, a lot of fun, I'm it? sitting there rubbing my hands together like Birdman.gif. Birdman. I love it, man. Knowing that you have two to three cheesy gordita crunches coming your way. Oh, you dirty, dirty man, you. And you're not kidding, because that's too specific. <laughs> uh, for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners... $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven seven days. Again, that's $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start that, download the app and use code MAILIN. Promo code MAILIN, M-A-I-L-I-N. Check it out. Postmates. Thank you, Dave. Now I got to do a voicemail or a, yeah. an email. Dorn Dave, egg Sally slash guest. What does that mean? Like egg Sally, egg salad? Oh, we're not doing that. I don't think that's going to yeah. stick. That is not going to stick. I'm sorry. LTFT. My wife and I recently had a little homie of our own. We're in the meaty part of our late 20s and been married for a couple years, so a lot of people in our situations are having kids, but this little guy was a bit of an oopsie. We always wanted kids, so there's no problem, 
but all of our close friends are either still single or just casually dating and still rocking the post-grad life. So I guess I wasn't quite ready to give that up. Now that he's here and I have to turn down invites for weekend pool days and all golf outings, I'm starting to get a little FOMO. Am I a terrible person for feeling that way? I also don't want to be left out of invites even if I do say no 75% of the time. Let me know what you guys think. Heart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Kyle, you and I are both both poppies. Yes. Both dads. Um, I think you're a little bit younger than I am, though. A little bit. Yeah? A little bit. Um, My main, my main like going out phase is behind me, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But I still get some of this at, at times. Yeah. Um, did Did you deal with this? Mine was. I mean, I had a kid when I was in college, which is like right in the going out phase. Wow. Yeah. So right away, yeah. Um, I dealt, and then right into post grad, you know, I dealt with that, and even even now, occasionally, there's a time where. You know, like your buddies are going on a trip or like a little golf weekend or just something that you can't make it to. So I don't think that FOMO makes you a bad person. I think there's Absolutely always going to be that. Like it's natural. Um, I uh, I think it's very, very yeah, normal yeah. to feel that way. Absolutely. Um, I think looking at it the other way, though, if you you would feel more FOMO, especially if your kid's really young. You feel more FOMO on missing out on their stuff if you take if you are taking a lot of time away or you're going on a lot of weekend trips. Even if you're not, you know, it's natural to go out, have fun, still go out, still have fun, still do all that stuff. But there's FOMO. You with kids, there's something new every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, so you will have FOMO with what you're missing out too, like it, that'll get easier too. like you'll have fun with your friends and stuff but you also realize that like hey you know i was you know i my friends all went out this weekend or they went to this place i didn't but hey my kids started walking this weekend that was a hundred times cooler than sure so you got to take the take those victories too i think yeah i i, I think that pretty much sums it up he asked am i a terrible person for feeling this way no yeah it's absolutely very normal. Not. i mean it's People want to be involved in fun things, especially mm-hmm. when all their friends are doing it. That's very, very natural, very normal. Don't feel bad about it. But uh, yeah, just think about all the good times you get, you do, you are spending with your your kid. Mm-hmm. Like that's that stuff's awesome. Yeah, it's worth it's worth it. You'll um, yeah, and you'll still have you'll still have a life. It's not like the end of your you know you'll miss out on some stuff. But also, let me add this. It also don't be um, don't feel guilty about getting away every now and then to, oh, to yeah, go do some of the fun stuff. You still got to mix in a guy's golf weekend or just a, you know a, just going out to the bars with your boys every now and then. You can still do that stuff. Just because you have a kid doesn't mean you, like your social life is over. Yeah, it's so part of that's part of being a good that. parent, I think. Is tr- is you know kind of taking like a like calling like kind of like a mental health day, like taking that time for yourself. So, you know, yeah, and and tell your the last thing you say you don't want to be left out of invites even if you say no. Like I think your buddies like just like our like I still get invites to a lot of stuff even though my friends know like I'm probably a no. Like your buddies will get it. Yeah, I don't think you know I don't think you'll you'll be getting left out. So yeah, you're not a bad person. Let's do the next voicemail. Hey, what's up, everybody? JD from South Carolina. Uh, first of all, love y'all. Shouts to Ramman and Rosie. So my question is. I'm hungover as fuck. Went out with the fam last night. Got way too fucking drunk. Now we're sitting in the house, chilling. What's a good activity 
after you're hungover. I thought about hitting some golf balls at the range. Just want to know your opinion. Thanks, bud. Love you. Bye. Um, did he say you went out with his family? I said I thought he said the fam. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a wild ass family. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever just gone out with your family and gotten ripped? Um. <laughs> yeah. Not really. I mean, don't we don't really say, hey, go dad, out. Let's, let's go, let's so go this, paint the town. First tonight. of all, this family sounds tight as hell. Good for you. Um, I have found that going to I mean, in most some people don't have access to this, and I get it. But um, a steam room or a sauna, I, I go to the gym when I'm hungover and just like get a good sweat in. I'll try to do cardio, but it's hard to do with a hangover. Sometimes that the head starts throbbing. Head starts throbbing, mm-hmm. and I just feel uncoordinated. Yeah, really. Yeah, if I'm if I'm hungover, I don't I don't feel as connected. I just feel worse. Yeah. yeah. I do a lot of um I get next to the toilet and I get in the fetal position mm-hmm. and I just like kind of moan and cry for oh a long God. time. Yeah. And uh and and that usually doesn't help, but I like feeling sorry for myself. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I like that. But actually, one thing that did help recently was I had a Dr Pepper. I was driving back from a wedding. And I was like, I need something. I this don't, is not sponsored, I don't want water. It? No, Doc, Dr. Pepper did not did okay. not pay for this. But I think a soda with the the sugar, it kind of gives you a little pep. Because okay. like sometimes I used to be like into coffee, but I think like you need sugar and something to like kind of it's so it's not the same as like drinking and getting the shampoo effect and just like you know making your hangover a Monday problem. But I think the the sugar and the energy mixed with hydration kind of helped me a little bit. So that's really all I got. Can we talk about the shampoo effect for a little bit? I have like my a group of friends, like my old high school buddies. They make fun of me about the shampoo effect. Is this a known thing, the shampoo effect, or did, or is it relatively? I didn't know what it was until Kyle wrote something about it. I did. I actually I wrote an article for that website, PGP. Dave didn't run it actually. I didn't. You didn't. Oh, f- probably because I didn't know what it was. Probably- so the shampoo effect. Explaining the shampoo effect. You know how a very small amount of shampoo makes a lot of suds in your hair when you're when you're washing your hair. It's the same thing. After a night of drinking, you still have all that alcohol in your system. So a very small amount of alcohol makes you right. a very large amount of shit face. And I explained this concept to my friends, and they're like, "Dude, what what the fuck are you talking about?" I'm like, "Dude, you know how if you it when, when your hair is dirty, it takes a lot of shampoo to get it all nice and sudsy." But when it started cleaning, it takes just a really small yeah. amount. And they're like, yeah, we get it, but it doesn't really correlate. I was like, yeah, it does. You have that one beer about? in the morning after a night of getting slammed, and you're you're already there. You're, you're pretty close to right back to how drunk you were the night before. It's a flawless yeah. theory. Um, Backed by science. For me, there's I don't have any good methods. If you have access to like a cold pool or you're, like, you're down to take like a cold shower something that's kind of jarring to the system that can be really helpful. Um, another thing though, that I've, I've kind of realized in the last year or two eating oysters specifically that are loaded up with horseradish, the kind that just like shocks your face and your system that kind of brings you back to life. Really? I love it. Yeah. I'm kind of a horseradish guy, like expert, get really into it. Perla's over here in Austin They've got great horseradish. That's your spot. It's my spot, dude. It like eyes watering and like it's it's painful if like for those five seconds, but like you kind of feel like you're back engaged afterward. I just don't think I could bring myself to order oysters before like at a, like if I saw a meal hungry because a lot of that too like getting some good greasy food in you helps sometimes. I mean the the texture of the oyster is gonna gross you out with a, a queasy stomach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I get don't that. Know if I could bring myself to do that. Yeah, that's fair. Man, I would say find a way to get a sweat in. Well, mm-hmm. I know you maybe you can't go to a steam room or a sauna, but uh, get outside and just 
do something to get a sweat going and then just take a nice shower. That's going to shower. Shower's the first yeah. thing. A simple, oh, yeah. you got to wake up and get the stink of last night off. As of simple you. as it sounds, a shower will, it's good, good, like for your soul, too. And it lets your body know, like, you're going to do something productive, or at least it, you know, yeah. that's part of the routine when you are being productive, hopefully. Shower and a mm-hmm. coffee. Mm-hmm. Shower, coffee. I don't really get that nauseous when I'm hungover, so I, I try to eat like a big breakfast. Do something you like. Go, go get some breakfast tacos. That's your thing. Or if you're up north, a bagel. Go do the bagel thing. If, if you're here in Texas, get a honey butter chicken biscuit. Oh, yes. Ooh. Oh, daddy. That's good stuff. Yeah, man. I, honestly, I've, I've the guy at the bar, I always try to work in water. Like, I, I know if I've been out drinking, like, for a long time, I won't, I'm not afraid to get a Topo or a Waterloo. Those are sparkling waters here that we'll drink that have no alcohol. It's just water. And just mix those in. And you don't really miss a beat. Like, you know, you're still holding something. You're getting, like, the the social engagement of talking and sipping, but you're mixing in water. I mean, it's not a foolproof plan, but, like, you got to do it. Especially if you're like us or Dylan and I, you know, in our early to mid-30s. Kyle, how old are you? I'm 28. I get really bad hangovers, though, and I'm I'm a little bitch about it. Yeah, you got a kid. I feel like it's different. Yeah, having a kid ages you. If you can, get some Advil in before you go to sleep. Oh, that's cute. I always do that Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I go too hard. Or electrolytes, if you got it, some low-sugar Gatorade. Have that on stock. Man, you just got to hydrate, dude. There's nothing worse than being dehydrated and hungover. I know they're kind of one and the same, but like... You pee and it's all like neon. You're like, holy shit, what did I do last night? Yeah, you got you to prep. If, if you can, make sure you have that bottle of water and some Tylenol or Advil by your bed before you go to sleep. Like, Put yourself in the best position to win. For me, man, there's my favorite time to be hungover is if there is a good time. It's like Sunday and there's a good golf tournament on. Uh, yes. I, I, will, I will go down to the corner. I'll pick up a sixer. Craft beers only. Shout out Four Corners in Dallas. Not Spawn. And I'll, just, I'll have one and just watch some golf. And it just slowly brings me back to life. And it doesn't get, because I, I don't get like that hammered to where like it gets me back in like super drunk mode, but one beer will do it for me. I don't know if that's considered shampoo effect or not, but. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that, I think that counts a little bit. Okay. That, that's more of a hair of a do- hair of the dog. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's shampoo effect, it gets you drunk. Okay. Hair of the dog, it, it's a, a hangover remedy. For me, it's got to be a good beer though. Cause if I crack like a Bud Light or something. That's just like, oh, you're you're going, uh, you're yeah, getting after it today again, yeah, huh? That you know what you're doing with that yeah. Bud Light. That's not you're not going to stop at one Bud Light. Are you guys ready for Sally's bonus question? Let's do it. By the way, we haven't we haven't even heard this yet. This is just we're just going to fire away with it. Could be anything. We have no idea what she's going to ask us. Here it goes. Hello, Dylan, Dave, and I think Lily. This week, I am calling because I'm currently on the road, driving to Tulsa, and I want to know. What's your road trip snack? I just picked myself up some uh, nacho Doritos. They're a favorite of mine. I also stopped at Check Stop, got a ham, jalapeno, and cheese kolache because they're the best. And Check Stop has the best kolaches on the planet. There is no discussion. Um, but I want to hear what y'all think. Okay. Love you. Miss you. Bye. For today's bonus question, the role of Lily will be played by me. Yes. I was worried that was going to be a Lily-specific question. <laughs> That would have been bad. That would have been, yeah. Uh, check stop. Confirmed, that goes. Confirmed does go. Oh, yeah. If you've never been. It's that's in West. Between Waco. The town and of West. Hillsboro. Yeah, that's exactly where it is. Okay. Uh, very, Be careful, very though. That line, man. Those parking lots get yeah, crowded. Yeah, yeah. Very good, though. Um, I have a little routine when I do 
road trips, I get a, uh, I get a, uh, a venti cold brew from Starbucks. Oh man, mm. some Starbs. Yeah, because it just you know, coffee keeps me alert on the road, um, and it just it just sets the tone for me. I really enjoy that. And cold brew is thirst quenching too. It is. Hot I, coffee on the road isn't as good. I've become a, a huge cold brew guy. Actually, I'm drinking some right now that I made at home. But that that's kind of my routine. I, I'm not a really big snacker on the road. Um, but if I do stop for something, I'll get a, a like a protein bar. I know it sounds lame, but protein bar or trail mix or something. Are you a power bar guy, like the old school ones? No, I'm not a power bar They'll guy. They'll like stick to your teeth. and I just find one that's, that's low in sugar and has peanut butter on it. Dude, and my it, go-to used to be Cliff, and then I, I started realizing how much sugar's in the Cliff bar, and now I'm like, I can't do Cliff. I mean, they are very good. I too. find myself checking every nutrition label for sugar. That's good, man. Shit's mm-hmm. trash. It's a silent killer, Kyle. Yeah, dude. It, de- I, it depends on what kind of road trip I want. I'm having. Let's, like, let's say it, Dallas to or Austin to Fort Worth or San Antonio to Fort Worth. Well, I mean, health wise, like, do I? Because oh. the the protein bar sometimes, yeah, or like some some almonds or some cashews or something like that. Um, occasionally, I'll grab a quick cheese stick if I'm just like something light, just something to kind of keep me what, going. Like string cheese? Yeah, string okay. cheese. I love string cheese. Um, if I'm being, if I'm just like I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna burn some calories here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat something that's not great for me. Fritos, I love Ooh. Fritos. And there's not as much like stuff that gets on your fingers as other chips, like Doritos or Cheetos or anything. So a uh, a bag of Fritos and then a coffee, like a, a cold brew coffee. I love Fritos. Okay, shouts to Fritos. Yeah, I'm a sucker <laughs> for a cold brew coffee. That's no secret. Um, one thing I do like: good bag of jerky. In a small Texas town oh, gas yeah. station, yeah, you know you'll find like some like local jerky, some you know some guys bring in maybe down from the meat market. You can get some stuff. I love jerky, man. It's good. It'll give you terrible burps though. You ever guys just get? You ever just get super overwhelmed in a Bucky's? Yeah. Oh yeah. The options, Bucky's is nuts. It's too much. They got too many mm-hmm. options. Take five steps and you're a whole new set of options that everything looks good. It's just it's too much. Yeah. It's also easy to, to spend a lot of money in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they have pretty much any kind of food you would ever want, really. Yeah. I mean, road trip. You can get like a corn. I think I've gotten a corn dog from there and just been driving down 35 with a damn corn dog. You can get like dog. a brisket sandwich if you want it. Yeah. I try to get car-friendly foods, and the brisket sandwich is certainly not that. Well, I was going to ask you guys, if you decide you're not getting something from like a gas station or something, if you're, you know, like, I need something to eat, I'm kind of hungry, you're going to pull into fast food. Mm. What's your fast food? You're driving, you're going to pick up some fast food. What are you getting? Um, if I can... If there's a Chick-fil-A along the highway, I'm doing Chick-fil-A. For me, strips. if I'm coming mm, back from like, car a, friendly. If like a guy's trip or something and I'm kind of hungover, I will, I will stop at the, the Bush's Chicken in Waco. Uh, or if there's a Chicken Express, uh, if you're from Dallas, you know it is Chicken E. I'll do Chicken E. Uh, He's a big chicken guy. Love chicken. Know. And third, of course, Popeye's is always an option. That's pretty much it If it's if I'm on that side of the road trip. Now, if it's... I'm trying to be somewhat healthy. Chick-fil-A, even though I know it's not that healthy. Uh, or Chipotle. Certainly. You're going burrito on the road? No, 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 no. I'll eat the bowl in my car in okay. the parking lot by myself as I stare off into the distance. Dude, Wendy's too. I used to eat. There's a Wendy's right when 84 hits 20 when I was leaving Lubbock driving to Austin. Some of y'all probably know what I'm talking about. And I would stop there because they've got so much variety. 
The Wendy's menu has like pretty much everything. Get a baked potato. This is an underrated spot. Yeah. Some spicy nuts. You get a decent salad at Wendy's. You can get a good, yeah. They do fried chicken really well. They, they do. do. It's underrated. Their spicy chicken fillet is a top five sandwich. Wendy's gets slept on, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sally, for your bonus question. Hopefully, that was a good answer. bonus question. It was good from from abroad. Oh, you calling her abroad? From abroad, yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, that's it. Kyle, did you have fun? I had a great time, man. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, man. Thanks for coming on, Dave. I had a fantastic time. This was good, clean fun. Again, don't forget to check out Trouble with the Script, hosted by Kyle over here. Uh, this week's episode is dropping. This week, dropping today. Dropping today is the episode that I'm on. So yes, Blue Chips. Check it out. Yeah, give Blue Chips a rewatch if you haven't watched it too. And where can the people follow you? They can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Banduho. That's B-A-N-D-U-J-O. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Trouble, Fo- at Trouble Pod. Again, that name might get changed soon, so just just keep tabs. And, All right. uh, and I'll keep you updated via my Twitter. Thank you so much for having me, Dylan. Of course, man. Again, the hotline number, 888-362-6245. All topics, as always, are on the table. We will see you next week. Goodbye.